Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, and of course, FightfulSelect.com. You all can get all your free wrestling news, photos, videos, podcasts, forums, anything you want over at FightfulSelect.com. We had some scoops on tonight's show over there ahead of SmackDown Live. Of course, we have anything you could ask for in a pro wrestling site. We do things a little bit differently. Just go over there, check it out. If you want some additional podcasts, maybe you like this podcast, check out FightfulSelect.com. Our Tier 1 features several shows this week, including the NXT 205 Live Review with Mr. Warren Hayes, the TNA Unbreakable 2005 Retro Review Podcast. Uh, we have the Weekender, where I review Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, BTE, all kinds of stuff. Impact Wrestling. I talk about the Fightful Wrestling Weekly update the injury report in the world of wrestling. Also, we have our Q&A podcast, UFC rankings breakdown, just a lot of stuff. Head over there, check it out. Speaking of that Fightful Wrestling Weekly, I will have some good information in there this week. Uh, our friends over at Pro Wrestling Unlimited also do a good job covering that. Gives them Give them a little subscribe. I want to thank you guys. Overnight, we hit our 10,000 subscriber mark. That's without buying followers, uh, posting misleading crap, and, you know, pirating stuff, for one. That's that's a thing that's popular on the nets these days. We have our own local pirate at Fightful.com. He's pirating your hearts and making them belong to him. His name is Alex Pawlowski. Alex, how are you? Arsap! <laughs> I'm pirating... <laughs> Their hearts. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. What would you call me, Sean R. Sap? I could. I could oh do that. God. I could. I make also, guys, we, we get four million views overall on the on the page this week. Thank you all for that. But we got SmackDown Live to talk about. I got Wiener Pills to sell you all. We got all in. Gonna give you all some backstage info. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, all that good stuff. SmackDown Live tonight. What'd you think, Alex? Uh, last half hour was pretty great. Yeah, it sure was. Um, nothing to write home about for the rest of it. I mean, there was some fun stuff. Our truth saying that he was going to get a title shot by beating Carmella was pretty good. Uh, we 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 got we got another Batman villain promo from Randy Orton. A lot of fun stuff. But I mean, the last last half hour was excellent. Let's do that. Every Tuesday, let's have a half-hour match end the night that's that good. Let's do that. It's working for 205 Live, at least from a quality standpoint, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that main event was unbelievable. I like the Randy Orton promo. You see, mentioned the Batman promo. And he is he he's the villain yep. that we need. I think you know, he I don't know what he has left to contribute this this far in, 16 years in. 16 consistent years outside of missing time due to injury and taking a few months off this year. It's been very largely the same Randy Orton. However, 
Legend killer Randy Orton, uh, in my estimation, was always the best outside of punting everybody in the head, Randy Orton, and you can't very well go back there. No, no, but he, the legend killer is great. Uh, I like the idea that you know, he himself is now a legend and he's going to kill all the other ones because, like, he's he's turned into Highlander, Randy Orton. There, there can only, can be, only one. be one. Yeah, I'm going to kill all the like if they could actually figure out a way of making it more explicit. That's what he's doing. I'm going to kill all the other legends, so I'm the only one left standing. That's that's a pretty badass final act of his career. But this promo was really fun for me because I just imagined um, Bane saying all the lines because they're basically the same things. Like, you know, um, all It'd of your cooler. heroes that you've put on the pedestal, I will bring them <laughs> crashing down. Jeff Hardy, when the Hardy compound is in ashes, then you have my permission to die. See, that's what I do here. That's how I pirate their hearts. I bring you impressions from six years ago. That's how timely I am. Oh, that was right that was there. way longer than six years ago, right? 2012, Dark Knight Rises, man. Okay, well, I mean, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, you're right. Wow. No, no, it wasn't 2012, was it? Wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. was. 2012, Man. yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not too late to just keep that franchise going. I'm telling, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's well, not, yeah. Let's let's just do that. Let's do that. Like the Orton promo, thought it was good. We we see backstage looks at several different wrestlers, including an awkward one where Charlotte and Becky Lynch pretend to talk over one another. Yeah. That's kind of funny. You, me, but yeah, it, never, it, it never it never works. I thought Becky Lynch's promo was very good. Spoke from the heart, it seemed. Yes. Or at least from the heart of the character, and they take a little friendly shot at Bailey and Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. This is good. I mean, this is interesting. Like, there should be layers to this friendship. I mean, if you're if you're I mean, there's a the thing. Like, there's there in the NBA, you have all these guys who grew up playing AAU ball together. And they're they're friends from like back when they were 14. But now they're on opposite teams and they're friends off the court, but on the court, you know, they, they, they want to kill each other. And so that's the same basic idea between these two. They're they're best friends when they're not in the ring opposite each other and they have respect for each other's abilities, but also they're competitionaholics. So yeah, this is, this all makes sense to me. Speaking of horsewomen, did you happen to see Naomi's comment on the MMA for horsewomen's picture today? I did. She says, squad goals. If y'all ever need a fifth member, I'll be hanging out and catering, eating cookies as usual with a laughing, crying face. It seems like she's a good sport about it. I mean, let's just be fair. It's her turn to sit in catering for a while. Right. And that's the thing is that there is that, that there are turns. Now, to me, if, if you had a women's tag division, those turns would be dip, would would be allocated differently because if you let's say you had Charlotte and Becky as the top tag team on SmackDown, that would create an opening in the singles division for somebody like Naomi to step in. Yeah. So that all that all these this uh, possibility of women's tag titles floating between brands uh, allows there to open up spots for more women on both shows. And I think that's fair because. You know, Naomi can be good in the ring, it, depending on what kind of material they give her. She can be good in other aspects, but I mean, she won the WrestleMania Battle Royal. She was in the the title picture most of last year. She was involved in uh, what was it, mixed match challenge? She was involved in that too. So she's been in a lot of stuff. It's just her turn to step aside for a couple of months, right? Then when they need to, they bring her back. This is a tried and true thing for SmackDown yeah. Live right now, and thus far. I think it's working. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is. There, there's, there's just other things like, what about a program in the dog days of summer where Naomi and Asuka want to figure out which one's the better one? And they have TV matches. They're going to put them on pay-per-view. Just give them a TV match, you know, once every two weeks. And they got one up like easily. Like they're not like angry at each other or anything. Like, like I think you're great, but I think I can beat you. Those two would be great in those. And I, I want to see Naomi versus Asuka. I have yeah. no idea what that match looks like. But they don't have to have a title to feud over it because those matches can be compelling without a strap muddying the waters there. 
And you don't necessarily have to have them on every week either. Nope. And, and with two hours, I, I kind of understand why they have the yes. time off deal. Yeah. And the thing that that doesn't necessarily – you can't take them off of live events all the time because right. Naomi is a draw to some people. Oh, and sure. There are kids who want to show up and they want to watch Naomi wrestle, and that's why she's facing Carmella and Asuka – all across the, the loops right now. Yeah. She she works live worked live event yesterday. Sure. So I mean, you can't always take them off of the live events, but I mean, keeping them off TV for a bit, sure. Fine. Have them do some other stuff. Have them film up up down down, have them yeah. do all that stuff because I mean, there there are just ways. There are ways. Charlotte and uh, Flair and Becky Lynch defeated the Iconics. Tyson Kidd produced this. Didn't think this was great. Yeah. I, and I don't I don't know what to chalk it up to. Uh, Carmella's out for commentary. I did like the, the Iconics promo. They got boring chants, which I'm okay with them getting and them playing up in the ring because yeah. they're heels. But I love that their attack on Charlotte was that she was a bad dancer. <laughs> and I love the line about Becky Lynch always being in Charlotte's yeah. shadows. Yeah. So they couldn't see her. It, fit perfectly yeah. and it advanced a storyline that they're not really in but it helped no no th- these these two are great i like them as as being uh carmela's little uh henchwomen i think that's fine uh it's fun uh i i love i think they should play up this more uh because they, listen they spend the entirety of a sarah logan match talking about how she's either a redneck with a, with a tater farm or a viking listen Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are legitimately best friends since high school. That's a cool angle that these two, these two made it all the way from Australia to the WWE, got called up at the same time. Like, that should be something that you can actually really push. And if you have a tag team women's division, like, I think these two are made for to be part of that. When you don't – see, the whole thing is you have Charlotte and Becky tag together, and then you split them up and they can feud against one other one-on-one. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce are a tag team forever. Like, they're, they're, they're perfect together. Uh, I like this a lot. Um, I, I will say to everybody out there, um, today, the phone with the app on my TV, and I listened, just listened to the first 40 minutes of SmackDown as I was cleaning up around the house, trying to get a little chores done, and I didn't miss anything. Not a damn like, thing. Not a damn thing. But it was I was actually able to focus more on what was being said to me because I wasn't like, trying to watch something whenever you know like it's a lot easier well one thing that probably rang true if you were listening was oh yeah there's a lot of that a A lot lot of that that. yep if i am any wrestler in storyline i have a big friggin problem with charles robinson refing charlotte flair's matches (laughs) yeah i don't there's little things that they don't bring up in storyline i in storyline x x x and y you know like all these things uh, people would have problems with there's a lot of storyline openings and giant plot holes that they just assume we're never going to address. As I said to somebody today on Twitter, um, the rule of thumb is um, that they always assume we'll, we'll accept the bare minimum, and we usually do. And so it doesn't doesn't come back to hurt them. You know, that's, that's the way it is when they do their storytelling most of the time. Charlotte hits a slingshot planche on both of the Iconics, gets worked over during the commercial, but Charlotte and Billy connect with a double boot as we come back from commercial. Becky's hot tag hits, but some of her offense misses. This drug this down below par for me. Yeah. I mean, when their offense in this program has missed, but some of the offense in the other women's program hasn't. Yeah. It's it's tough to it's tough to excuse it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lynch has the disarmor applied, but it's broken up. Charlotte tags in and hits a moonsault to the hands of the Iconics who have their hands held and then Charlotte applies the figure four and wins backstage. We see Charlotte pretty amped up about the two teaming. Becky says that things will be different in a couple of weeks. Do we see these two team whenever we get tag titles? Uh, Obviously in in that case, Carmella has to retain at SummerSlam, which they could easily do. Um, But she has to retain in a way that doesn't put these two at odds, which I don't know how you, 
you do that. Like she's got to pin either one of them. And in order to do that, the other one isn't, is not available, you know, whatever. It just feels, I would love my, my booking to, to get this thing in there is to have your four horsewomen. You have Bailey and Sasha versus Charlotte and Becky to be the inaugural women's tag champs of WWE. And the winner takes their, that strap back to their, their show. I think that would be a huge uh, part of women's evolution. And that way it frees up somebody like, I don't know, Ember Moon versus Alexa Bliss. Or um, you could have, you know, um, gosh, Naomi versus Carmella or something to actually for those straps uh, for the, for the, for the uh, top title in the brands. So you get more people involved because, you know, that four horsewomen is paired up, split off. I think that's a really great way to do it. But who knows? I'd love to see them tag team. I think they're really Will good. Will they to bring get back Cameron for Naomi? <laughs> I hope not. Naomi doesn't deserve that punishment. No, she does not. From the Cameron stands, they exist, I'm sure. Oh, of course they do. Backstage New Day cut their own interview with Kofi Kingston dressed up as a white guy. Says, how will you spar with the bar? How do you feel about this? Eh, you know, it's, it's fine. It's it, The New Day are bulletproof. They can pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, th- listen, they 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 were um, in a lumberjack match, and what did they thought to themselves? What do lumberjacks eat? Pancakes. That was like nine months ago, maybe even longer, and their entire gimmick is pancakes. Because one night they were in a lumberjack match, they've turned that into such a thing that now you have kids holding up signs saying, you know, insert pancake here pointing to their faces like these guys can get anything over so we'll see i mean i I thought it was kind of funny um i'm glad he didn't do it in drag i'll say that yeah it's just some of this stuff i don't think will necessarily age very well no certainly not no but i did like them on commentary and that would be commentary that would be awesome like here's the thing you have the wwe network you could do whatever you want at some pay-per-view where they're not on the card have an alternate audio track that you can listen to um, via something online and listen to them doing commentary. You know how they have um, uh, on the, the, the national football championship game where they have across all ESPN's platforms, they have all these different people watching it and comment, commentating on it. Like that would be awesome for like WrestleMania. If you had different things you could watch that isn't just, you know, the straight up, commentary but it would have people who were watching in the back who aren't on the card at that time that'd be a lot of fun you could do a lot of stuff with that but these guys have such a unique perspective that i'm i'm totally into what wherever they go from here you see Miz backstage on the set of Miz and mrs but he's really not no. aj styles cuts a promo references joe's comments last week you know the family stuff i can't relate to that as much I don't have kids, but this is this is the Goldberg Lesnar storyline. It's like, well, I wasn't that mad, but you talked about my family, so now I'm mad. Yeah, how does it resonate with you, a guy with a family? Well, I mean, I, listen, I think a lot of a lot of why why it does resonate with AJ Styles is because it's true. Because he does feel guilty about missing those birthdays and not being able to spend time at home. And the fact that he brings it up and it hits a little close to home, that's why. I'm mean, like, if somebody tells me you're a bad father, I'd be like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm yeah. here. I'm here all the time with my kid, and she's really well adjusted and growing up great. And we love to play, and I like to read to her. I'm not a bad father. But if if I was like traveling for business all the time, and I wasn't here to tuck my little girl in, and I felt really bad about it, and somebody told me you you should spend more time at home, you're really not being a very good father. I might bristle at that because I know it might be true and it makes me upset that somebody else can see it. So that's why this, to me, I feel like is good. But I also, the part I loved, he was like, man, we were friends. I love that he's like, we lived in that cockroach-infested apartment building. He didn't say, you know, near TNA headquarters. He didn't say that part, but he he meant it. Um, I I, I love that these, um, that they actually brought up these guys with friends, like road warriors together, 
for years. Yes. And and I just like, but that's a lot the window, man. You talk about my family, you're dead to me. Like, I can respect that. That could be a line, that could be a line that cannot be crossed with AJ Styles. A man who, as Corey Graves said, which I loved, this is a guy who tattoos his kids' initials and their birth dates on his rib cage. So they're always close to his heart, even when he's far away from them. That's a guy who does who would bristle at the fact that you're bringing up his kids. I, I, I think that's, this is a good thing. And listen, I don't know who gave Samoa Joe that shiner. I was going to say, what do you think happened to Joe? He was seen backstage with his face beat to shit laughing. I don't know who he's working on the, uh, on the house show loop, but he probably caught out. a wayward elbow, you know? Um, and that, that sucks, but uh, that is a shiny shiner. Um, we'll, we'll see. AJ. Uh, AJ, of course. <laughs> AJ, AJ, his last six or seven matches. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, I, I, um, I'm really looking forward to this match. I'll tell you. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this match. These, this is not ten years ago. But thing about it that I kind of like is that it isn't ten years ago. Mm-hmm. It's these both old lions that are scratching and clawing for the last piece. I, I think that's such a cool um, angle for this for this uh, feud to take. And I'm really looking forward to this match. Yeah, he's worked AJ about a dozen times since the beginning of July. So. There you go. Uh, it's showing. It's showing right now. Zelina Vega defeated Lana. Fit Finley produced this one. Rusev is backstage and approaches Lana and says that he's going to be there to support her tonight. Aiden English shows up and apologizes and says that he doesn't know who he is without them. And they all get a babyface reaction when Rusev accepts the apology. But English is told to stay backstage. I still will echo this again. Keep them together. Yes. Keep them together. Yes. Keep them together. Singles, tag, trio, don't care. Mm -hmm. Don't care if it's two people managing Lana. Mm -hmm. Keep them together. They are money together. Lana's still rough around the edges. Commentary doesn't help when she throws a strike that maybe doesn't look the best, and they still go, ooh, I'm yeah. like, ah, you can't sell me those wolf tickets. No. You can't do it. <laughs> I, I do love Zelina's axe tick that they didn't sell at all. No, I know. But that was nice. Uh, Lana hits a face buster, several suplexes. A lot of smoke and mirrors towards the end. Almost distracts Lana. Rusev kicks his ass real bad. Yep. Zelina attacks and allows Almost to knock Rusev out. Lana comes at her with the Machka kick, but Aiden English hits Almost real hard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they technically get Lana? Like, they crushed her ankle, which what could have been really bad. Yeah. And she bumps off of it. Zelina wins with knees into the corner. Lana's still rough around the edges, but yeah. all things considered, this was this was solid, and it forwarded everything a little bit. Oh, what we call a fuck finish. Yeah. But with these two, I don't want to say these two in the ring, because Zelina's just fine. But with Lana in the ring... You kind of got to go. You got You have to add smoke and mirrors, at least right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the match to me is the itself is the least important thing here. Um, we have the opportunity for a really great different kinds of feuds here with with um, uh, Rusev and Andrade and Zelina versus Lana and a mixed tag feud. You could put all that together. You could even say, um, Aiden, um, you have one shot to stay with our team. You you have to beat Andrade one-on-one. And if you do that, then then we'll, we'll let you stick around. Something like that. There's a lot of stuff they can do here. But to me, the whole overarching thing is that these guys need to stay together. They're getting a huge babyface reaction as a team. And versus Andrade and Zelina – who could not be more heelish. They're going to continue to get that babyface reaction. Why are you insisting on muddying all of this up by making, by forcing Aiden to make a bunch of bonehead mistakes that he would not make? I don't believe that he would was told, stay in the back, and that he would come out and do this when he was told not to. Like Three weeks in a row. It, it, I, don't, I don't believe it. And so you're forcing this narrative into this overarching thing. And I, I don't I don't like it. Keep them together. I talked about the convoluted finish, but you can't even get to a convoluted finish if you can't get started in the first place. Am I right? 
Right. Fortunately for our friends, we've got our boys at Blue Chew, and they can help you out. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in the bed to get the finish that you want. Not just the finish. Maybe you're doing a hot tag. Maybe you're into that. Maybe you're doing the fiery comeback. Maybe you're kicking out at 2.9. Blue Chew can help. Use that code FIGHTFUL and you will get it absolutely free. Just pay $5 shipping. That's blue, B-L-U-E, like the color blue. Brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night. Maybe you want, maybe maybe, maybe you got to get a double shot. You know what I'm saying? You got to make those towns, even on a full stomach, they're chewable, so they work twice as fast as a pill. They're ready whenever you are. They're prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor visit. No waiting in the pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness, Alex. I hate awkwardness. You know, Alex, there's nothing more that I hate than awkwardness. Yeah. Fortunately... Yeah. Blue Chew takes care of that for you. You know. That's right. That's right. No awkwardness. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be a bludgeon brother and you want to lay the hammer down. But if you want to be awkward. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You, you don't have to take Blue Chew, and you can be awkward, but if you yeah. take Blue Chew, use that code FIGHTFUL, you, you, you won't be awkward. Cheaper than a pharmacy, ships direct, bluechew.com. Use that code FIGHTFUL. They are running a contest on their Twitter right now, at GetBlueChew. Hit them up. Let them know you heard about them from us. Even if you don't use them, they're running a contest to uh, send you to All In. And let me tell you, my friends, Blue Chew will get you all in. Code Fightful. Hot dog. And you'll have a hot dog if you use Blue Chew. So. <clears throat> Quiet on the set is what I named the next spot in my notes. Dean Malenko produced this. It was the Miz interview. He's supposed to be there. But Byron Saxton doesn't get graced with the presence of the Miz. Instead, the Miz is on the set of Miz and Mrs. No, he is not. We know that's backstage. Miz puts over the ratings of the show, which are outstanding. Let's talk yeah. about this a little bit. 1.4 million on week one. 1.3 million on week two. A lot of people are saying, oh, but it's the, the, the SmackDown leaded. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Right. That's why that's, USA did it. That's smart. And, it's a big reason for Chrisley's sustained success. Yes. WWE lead-in is why I discovered the Ultimate Fighter and Burn Notice. Not only that, this is a little bit different because USA will replay this throughout the week. In fact, often they use it as the lead-in to SmackDown now, as they should. It is a bona fide hit. It, it doubles the season high of what total bellas does and miz kind of touted that yeah this is a big winner for the usa network and to be honest with you i'm not surprised when i see Grizzly doing those numbers on usa you had to think miz and maurice were gonna score big right yeah no this is big using blue chew code fightful right 
scoring very, very big. Very big. Hugely large. Um, But, uh, no, Miz is great. Like, the, the, I mean, I have not, I have, I'm on, they're on my DVR, but I'll, I'll binge him at some point. Uh, But uh, the clips that I've seen, he's, he's, he's very charming. Like the whole, like the thing with this dog and the thing where they're talking about the C-section is like, the dogs very loudly lapping up water, like, "Hey, we're having a moment. Could you please?" Like, this guy has a lot of experience doing reality TV, and it shows. Like, he's he's a pro at this. Uh, he's very entertaining. It's, this is good. We we want this. But to me, I honestly wonder what kind of numbers Total Bellas would do if it had SmackDown as a lead-in. Like, if Total Bellas on USA Network, and it wasn't like you know. Isn't it on like Wednesdays or something on E? Like, I wonder honestly who would actually stick around and watch that if it didn't require them to watch it on a separate network on a separate night. So we'll see. But I mean, I think the Miz and Miss is, is, is going to be good. It's going to be a very good thing. And it's going to, I mean, they picked up Total Bellows for a fourth season after it's not great numbers. I think Miz and Miss is, is around for the long haul if they want it to be. Um, this this promo also great, and I also like the idea that he was like uh, Byron, you suck. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> that was good. I want that. Uh, you trying to be a heel? Yeah. Daniel Bryan attacks him, gets cracked uh, with glass over his head, and as Daniel Bryan scampers to follow him, I thought this wasn't over. Me too. So hopefully we get some exclusive footage. Yeah. Or at least a tout about this <laughs> later. Yeah. Um. Now I. You, you're right. Obviously, this was backstage, but they keep saying like somehow Daniel Bryan found him on the set of Miss and Misses. Are they still trying to say that it was Daniel Bryan who traveled to wherever they were filming? Like in case it's supposed to be Austin now. Like is they are they saying that Daniel Bryan hopped a flight to Austin and went and actually found him on set? Is that what they are trying to tell us? Maybe he was hanging out at Onnit Academy or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what they were doing, but I don't know. I, I don't I don't think that's believable. Shinsuke Nakamura is being uh, interviewed backstage. Our truth and Ty Dillinger approach, and I loved this goddamn segment. So good. Our truth was fantastic. He says, "I want to face Nakamura at SummerSlam," and Nakamura says, "How do you think you'll do that?" And our truth says, "The same way everybody else does." By beating Carmella. That was a fantastic rib on their own writing and booking team. Yes. Yes. The show was full of ribs, by the way. It was. And then (laughs) Ty Dillinger says, no, you got to deal with. And R-Truth says, I am not fighting Renee Young. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Ty was spectacular in this segment, too. (laughs) Like, he's got really good comedic timing and reactions. Like his whole thing, like uh, like he obviously no, like he's trying to say truth. You can't don't. And then he does the whole thing. He does the the thing like this, and then you hear Raj just say the same way everybody else is by by beating Carmella. Like he does this great reaction shot, which is just it's he's he's very funny. This all was very good. Um, I I, I like not all there. Our truth. I love that that spot where he came in with a ladder, thinking it was a Money in the Bank match that one yeah. time. That was great. This guy, this is a good character for him. I like it, it. and it's harmless because he doesn't. He only right. adds to storylines. He's not yeah. he's not going to take away from anything. No, he'll just help out, and he doesn't need his own. He has his own storyline. Yeah, you know, oftentimes when you hear about the pros and cons of Vince Russo writing for people, one of the pros would be everybody has something. This is very reminiscent of that, of where yeah, he might not have a storyline, but he has something. For yeah. when he's on TV, he has something, and I like yeah. that. Yeah, Michael Hayes produced this match. Archery played some of his best of hits. His offense gets a nice reaction. You can tell he's a little bit slower when he sells, when, he, when he's on defense and stuff, but Nakamura applies a triangle arm bar and a Kinshasa lands. Our truth has been WWE for the last decade, and he has been signed by either TNA or WWE since 2000, I believe. Since wow. I think late 2000. Wow. That is unbelievable. It's awesome. Good yeah. for him. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Bludgeon Brothers squashed 3SK. 
Now, when I posted the spoilers, people kept asking, who is 3SK? And I said, shit if I know. <laughs> As it turns out, I can confirm the identities. Generic Taz, Dollar Store Santino, and Flavorite Manu, if you remember him from Legacy. These jobbers got killed so bad, and they were shown backstage in the picture-in-picture during the commercial getting pumped up. Yeah. On commentary, Tom Phillips called them the Three Forgotten Sons of Sterling Keenan, which is a reference to Corey Graves' independent name, Sterling James Keenan, Mm -hmm. which I thought was hilarious. Later, they called them Three Stupid Kids. Mm -hmm. I like it. I hope we see more of them in the future. Yeah, I guess. Um, it was a thing of like, okay, well, get, they, to me, this is a weird deal they have with the Bludgeon Brothers. Like, you, they don't have, they're not allowing them to actually have matches. They just squash people, and they've been doing so since, like, before Mania. So it's a weird thing that, like, I'd like to actually watch Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, like, have matches, like, with back and forth. They can win the match in seven minutes, but... Like that's fine. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be like a, a marathon. But there, there's. It's. I don't know. Uh, I also thought it was very funny that they. This was how they chose to use their one allotment during the second hour of the picture in picture. Uh, I looked up and during the commercial because I could hear the commercial on my on my laptop. I look up and I see these three guys I've never seen before working out and getting pumped up. And I was like, really. Really, to be this is how you think we want to spend yeah. the commercial break. Like they could have easily used it for the first commercial break of the thirty-minute-long main event, but I guess they're not allowed to do it during the main event, no matter how long the main event is. But you know, good for these guys to to earn a paycheck. That's what I'll say. Yeah, one of them almost died on that powerbomb clothesline. That was ugly. That, that did not look good. You know, it was good. This main event. Yeah. Produced by IRS and Devon Dudley, of all people. He also, IRS also produced the Bludgeon Brothers squash. This was the tag team tournament contender, or tag team contender tournament finals. Yeah. This is how all these matches should have been. Yep. All of them. Early on, Cesaro, like, botches and trips a little bit when he's not supposed to, and... Even it looks pretty. Yeah. He hit the second rope instead of the top rope, which would he's such a he's just so good. There was no yeah. heat on this match early when Kofi's clubbed off the top rope by Sheamus, but Sheamus is like, Oh, I know how to get him in into this. I'll just keep hitting Kofi real hard. Yeah. And eventually they'll make noise. And they did. Yeah. 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 This this match was was beautiful. I mean, I I it was it was one of the things like when they were doing the the, um, the intros, I was like, "There's a half hour left of this show. Oh my god, are they going to let these guys go go a half hour?" And and they, they did basically. I don't know what what time the match started, but it was plus twenty minutes plus easy. And I'm watching it, and as I get to about the twelve minute mark, I was like, "This match is going to be three times as long as whatever the Bludgeon Brothers do at SummerSlam." Like whatever happens, they're not going to let them have this thing. This was this was so good, and I was like, "Why wasn't this the match at SummerSlam?" Well, like, because I, I mean, I love these uh, these guys work so well together, and you could you, uh, find different things to do. Sure. The well, we'll talk about the finish when it happens, but that was fantastic. There were ebbs and flows. Each team was in control at different points. It was great, and I think to myself. This is the pinnacle of what uh, main roster tag team matches should be. And it's not because it's like it's it's the third place match, basically. Yeah, and I hate that. It can be something special. It can be a real attraction. You can add a neat stipulation and make it a show stealer. Sometimes I like to explain my match ratings because it's not like a star system. You can't like prorate it based on stars, anything like that. Starts at a five out of ten. If something like there's a bunch of bodges that'll slide to a four or three, a good TV match usually hits at about six out of ten for me. This was a seven out of ten match, in my estimation. This was just really, really good. Some great work here. Seamus posts himself, and Big E gets a great hot tag as he always does. 
Biggie missed an apron splash, and then there was this double elevated DDT from the bar. After a second commercial, Sheamus hits the King Kong knee drop off the top rope. I love it. Big E kicks out. The crowd is cooking. This is a match with stakes headlining SmackDown. Kofi Kingston is the latest hot tag. Does the, the like, almost the Fosbury flop, trust fall on the bar. A top rope mushroom stump on Sheamus is good for two. The bar does this uh, double backbreaker to stop Kofi. And an assisted white noise on Big E doesn't hit very well, but Kofi breaks it up. Yeah. The Cesaro swing is back, and this sets up the finish. Sharpshooter on Big E. Kofi does a tornado DDT on the floor off the guardrail. That was such yeah. a cool spot, Alex. So good. Yeah. These, the, again, these guys work so well together. And the thing I love about the New Day more than anything else is that with that third guy – who has a different style than the other two? Like you put him in the ring instead, and who knows what this match is if Xavier's in the ring instead of Big E. Like there's all kinds of amazing stuff, which is why I've always been a big fan of the New Day, especially when Xavier Woods proved that he could hang with the other two. Uh, I'm I'm very very excited. The thing about this is that I'm I we're almost assured that it won't be Kofi and Big E in the match at SummerSlam. Because that's not how they work things. They're very rarely do they have the same two guys back to back. Who knows what they're going to do? So I'm I'm very excited by that. But um, yeah, the finish was outstanding. So as Big E works to get out of the sharpshooter, Cesaro transitions into the crossface. Big E deadlifts him, and then you get Midnight Hour. What an awesome finishing sequence! I know a lot. Of, there, I've seen a lot of people unhappy. With the finish, and I've seen some people say, Oh, you can't believe they do heel versus heel. Well, why not? Why not? God forbid you have a paradigm shift once in a while. But you know, at this point, they're yeah. still trying to put over Bludgeon Brothers in just it's not working. Listen, it's not working. As much as I love the New Day, and I do, I think that their feud with the Usos was some of the best stuff I've ever seen. Um, and I believe the New Day has it in them to have a great match with Harper and Rowan where they win clean and become the champs. But um, they've established that neither the Usos nor New Day can hang with the Bludgeon Brothers because of, because of the squashes that they've had at pay-per-views in the past during the Bludgeon Brothers' reign. We've yet to see Cesaro and Sheamus, two big, strong dudes, against the Brudgeon Brothers. And I love the idea that we don't cheer for Cesaro and Sheamus. But against these two guys wearing scary masks down to the ring and carrying hammers, you cheer for Cesaro and Sheamus. And I would love to see that dynamic where Cesaro and Sheamus aren't scared of these two guys at all. I would love to see that, but we're not going to get to see that because, again... They're too afraid of the heel versus heel thing. They think nobody's going to get over. I think that Sheamus and Cesaro could get over very easily in that match. I do too. I think they they are the right kind of opponents. Yep. And if you want to continue the Bludgeon Brothers thing, you could. Yep. But right now, I don't think it's working that well. I just don't. Well, they're not being helped by those stupid look into the camera things. Or the goddamn hammers either. No. Yeah. Ugh. That's SmackDown Live. I do have my match ratings that will be up in the morning. Of course, we have the list in your boy Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Let's talk about All In. Several matches added. So far, we've got Nick Aldis versus Cody, NWA Championship. Okada versus Skrull, which is Marty Skrull trying to overcome the fact that he is not a heavyweight. Joey Janela against Adam Hangman Page. The Golden Elite combination of Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi against Rey Mysterio, Bandito, and Phoenix. Another addition has been Christopher Daniels against Stephen Amell, Alex. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I, 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 uh, I've only seen uh, Green Arrow wrestle once. That was fun. Uh, but I, I, I don't know if he can hang with, uh, with Christopher Daniels. Even if Christopher Daniels is, what, 48? Uh, I still don't think he can hang with them. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to try and uh, make me believe it, but I, I going in, I'm skeptical. Yes. 
Madison Rain versus Chelsea Green versus Britt Baker versus Tessa Blanchard. I like this because if something happens to one of these girls and they are contractually unable to appear, yep. it's not going to hurt the match that much to take one out. Um, I was a little bit surprised that Madison Rain got booked for all in as it was, but she's booked for everything somehow. Right. So there you go. I, I do like this match. I'm really excited to see Green, Baker, Blanchard, and Rain. I think this would be a really good match. Yeah. Also, they announced, they being all in, they're going to broadcast on Honor Club, Pay-Per-View, and Fight. The first hour will air on WGN. I think this is a big move Uh because even though the Tribune-Sinclair thing hasn't went through, this might be a nice test run for a Ring of Honor for for WGN to say, you know what, who cares? Let's bring Ring of Honor on. That's, That's some good content. On yeah. that show, you get the Briscoes versus SCU's combination of Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. You know that one's going to be good, Alex. Right. No, it's going to be good. Yeah, and I like the idea that you're going to put it on WGN. I mean, that's uh, that was the old Superstation that in TBS where like it was very local, but you could watch it. I watched it in Oregon when I was growing up. Like I'm like I'm I'm not I'm not from Chicago or Atlanta, but I can watch Cubs games and Braves games. It's cool. I like I those, really, the reach of those of those stations is good. I really love the addition of what they call the over-budget Battle Royal, which yeah. will feature 15 wrestlers thus far. Moose, Jordan Grace, Colt Cabana, Ethan Page, and Rocky Romero. Five great additions to this card. Colt Cabana had to be on this show. Yeah. I, I also like that, uh, I mean, that Jay Lethal is pitching – that he'll defend the uh, ROH. Is it confirmed? It's confirmed oh, on all good. in. Uh, Jay Lethal will defend the ROH World Championship against the winner of this battle royal. I think that's brilliant as well. I hope it's Jordan Grace. I hope she wins the title with a bear. I hope she wins the Ring of Honor title. I think that would be badass. Jordan Grace is one I'm surprised uh, hasn't wasn't booked for the May Young Classic. Yeah. Somebody yeah. posted a picture. Did you know that she was an extra in the segment, like one of the backstage segments with Braun and Roman last year, where either an ambulance got flipped or somebody got involuntary manslaughtered? I think it was the one where where uh, Roman backed the ambulance that had uh, Strowman in it at yeah. very high speeds into a tractor trailer or something. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, that <laughs> uh, the weird connections that there are in wrestling, man. You all can keep up to date on the all-in card over at Fightful.com in our events section. We're posting all the episodes of All Us, all the episodes of Being the Elite, all the episodes of 10 Pounds of Gold leading up to this. I mean, we'll post them anyway, but you all can see them there. Live coverage will take place September 1st. We will have somebody on the scene covering StarCast for us. I'll see about All In as well. Those details are a little bit uh, few and far between, but... Uh, We also will have a live post-show podcast that night. As well, I've had some people asking me if I'm going to do a post-show podcast for Super Showdown in October. Yes, I will. Don't know what time that'll be. But also, Alex, you want to talk about a big day, the Australia show. That night, Conor McGregor's coming back to the UFC. And uh, probably going to sell about 2 million pay-per-views. Yeah. Quite a day. Quite a day. Yeah, almost as big as the return of Big Kaz. Big Kaz. Now, I got to give Enzo Amore credit. He had a, he had some foresight in this. His handles, real one. Yeah. Almost all along, or at least something similar. So when he leaves, yeah. he transitions seamlessly to real one. Yeah. Smart, savvy. Big Cass did not have that foresight, and now he is Big Cass. And my favorite response to that was somebody saying, Tall Colin. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this right here, this is Big Cass. And he's well over two meters in height, and that is something for which there are no courses of study at your local community college. How are you? Yeah. Do you think we see them reunite on the indie circuit? I mean, come on. I mean, that's, I mean, you could print money in certain locales 
Like, I mean, uh, not listen. I don't. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> casting dispersions either way. I'm just saying that would be a great way for them to make a lot of money. Like that. Like there, there are a bunch of indie promoters. I'm sure would book that right now. You're right. They would. They would. Guys, we have awesome stuff all week. We have uh, Joe Holbert's 205 Live and NXT report cards that post the following day. We have the match ratings for Raw and SmackDown, the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. I will list who the producers were on this show as well as for a dark match segment on Raw. Uh, That Fightful Wrestling Weekly goes up Friday, but you can get it early by subscribing to Tier 2. That's just $10 a month of Fightful Select. I post all kinds of early access there. You get Stupid People Extended, copy of Jimmy Van's book, a Fightful shirt when you've been on for so long. Lots of good stuff there. Just head over to FightfulSelect.com. See what we have to offer. We have another bro spot from Matt Riddle where he talks about the UFC. That's up early on FightfulSelect.com, but you all can check it out on Listen Your Boy Wednesday afternoon. Made an announcement this week that James Lynch, our MMA insider who talks to Hundreds of fighters on a monthly basis will be joining the Holy Smokes MMA podcast permanently starting at the end of the month. Lots of good stuff, my friends. Alex, what do you got going on this week? Well, I'm going to go and uh, rewatch this uh, Hideo Itami versus hey. Mustafa Ali match. This thing was fire. So, yeah, get your get your TVs or uh, devices and watch the hell out of that. My God, the story they told with this match is fantastic. Guys, thank you all so much. 10,000 subscribers. It means a lot. I got to 10,000 followers about a month ago as well. 4 million viewers. Uh, We've got several million audio downloads as well. That is pretty cool. We are ultimately an independent company owned by a guy who just really loved wrestling, and we're all doing this essentially from our home offices. So, Thank you all so much. We're trying to do things that you all like. That's why we do the Fight Size updates, because we don't want anything to go uncovered on Fightful.com, but we don't want to insult you and write a two-line article. We don't want to do that to you. So we compile all that stuff. We're doing some stuff that nobody else is doing. So thank you all so much for supporting us. And if you want to support us more, FightfulSelect.com, BlueChew.com. Use that code Fightful. But most importantly, just tell people you like the show. Tell people you all like the site. That goes so so far. Uh, thank you all so much. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.